Hello and welcome back to Creed and Culture. Hope you're well. I've had a week off in sunny England, so I am feeling good. Plenty of energy for today's episode, and I'm going to need it because it's a biggie. Should Christians take sides on controversial cultural issues? Should Christians take sides on controversial cultural issues? Okay. Are you ready? So I have heard plenty of Christian leaders say that we shouldn't take sides on controversial issues. And I'm going to go into some of the reasons for this. But first, what do we mean by cultural issues and what do we mean by taking sides? So it should be, I guess, pretty obvious, I think, to most of you what sort of cultural issues I have in mind. Just think of whatever's kind of controversial at the moment. The big one, obviously, is the debate around transgenderism. And in particular, this is coming up in two areas. The first is the debate around uh, medically transitioning minors, so people who are under 18, whether they should be going through the medical surgeries and um, the, the sort of changes that involve hormone therapy, etc., to move from from one uh, body to another. That's one of the issues, the medical transition of minors, whether that should be happening or not. And the other issue is the debate around women's spaces and whether uh, trans women should be allowed in women's spaces, spaces like prisons, changing rooms, sport, all those kind of things. So those are two, I think, of the most controversial ones that are about at the moment. Two within the overall discussion of transgenderism. is in the news a lot this week. There was a debate at Oxford uh, where Kathleen Stock, who is a feminist philosopher, she was speaking on these issues and there was lots of protests. So very, very current. And I guess one of the other big ones is, is the debate around abortion, pro-life versus pro-choice. So those are the sort of cultural issues. Now there's more, there's plenty of others, but those are two of the, the biggest ones. And there's various ways we could go about answering this question of whether Christians should take sides on controversial cultural issues. You could look at it biblically and theologically, and that's good, and perhaps I'll do that sometime. But what I'm going to do in this episode is just appeal to historical examples of Christians who have taken sides and who I think we uh, unanimously consider to have done the right thing by taking sides. Okay, so the I've got four. Okay, I've got four. Are you ready? First, William Wilberforce. He took sides on the debate around slavery and a Christian. All four of these are Christians. Secondly, Martin Luther King. He took a side on the debate around civil rights for black Americans in uh, sort of around the 60s in, in the United States. Number three, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, okay, big-time theologian. He took a side against Hitler and the Nazis in around the Second World War, 1930s, 1940s, Germany. And the final one, this guy has some a serious second name, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, okay? Okay. 
first few times I said that second name, I don't think I got it right. So Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I hope you appreciate that. That's a well-practiced pronunciation on my part. Okay, what did he do? He took sides against the uh, the communists in the Soviet Union and uh, paid a heavy price. Uh, he was expelled from the country, uh, went on to get a, a Nobel Prize, etc. Now, all four of them took sides. And, and, and one thing we forget uh, is that these issues were controversial at their time. Okay, there, the reason that Wilberforce had to work so hard on the issue of slavery was that there was a debate. Okay, there were two sides to the issue and people were pushing the other way. Wilberforce, thank goodness, a good Christian man, pushed to abolish slavery, uh, but he, he took a side on, on what at the time, at the time, was a controversial issue. Again, we look back at Bonhoeffer and Solzhenitsyn, uh, and and we 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 think, oh, you know, thank goodness these guys took sides against the communists in the Soviet Union and the Nazis. But of course, everybody wasn't doing what they were doing. Not everybody was was following Bonhoeffer's example. Not everyone was following Solzhenitsyn's example. At the time, these issues were more controversial. So those are my four examples, and basically I'm saying these the four of these people, they all took sides, okay? And in all four of those examples, I think all my listeners, uh, if not the vast majority of my listeners, are going to say that it was right to take sides. So that's sort of the, the basis of my argument, that these guys took sides, that was right. And so if we find ourselves in similar situations, we should take sides. Again, we could do a different sort of argument that draws more on on uh, the biblical justification, and I I could do that. Um, I just think this might be a more interesting way to go about it uh, to begin with. Now, what do I mean by taking sides? Obviously, taking one side rather than the other. So, being against slavery rather than for it being against the Nazis rather than for it, being against the communists rather than for it, being against, being for, for civil rights um, for black Americans rather than against it. So it's taking sides, but crucially, I have in mind, when I'm talking about this, I have in mind non-violent activity, okay? Taking sides in a non-violent way, non-violent resistance. So I'm not talking here about violence of any kind. Now you might say to me, fair enough, look, but why you have Dietrich Bonhoeffer there? You know, there's plenty of debate about his role in the assassination of the attempted assassination of Hitler. Okay, now there's historical debate around that, but you could say he engaged arguably in violent resistance. Fair enough, but that's not what I'm debating here. This isn't a episode about just war versus pacifism. Okay, that's not what this episode is. This is discussing non-violent activity. So what I'm so here's my <clears throat> my argument is basically you got these four Christians, almost all of us agree that Wilberforce, MLK, Bonhoeffer, and Solzhenitsyn did right by taking sides, okay? So we should take sides when we are facing similar sort of issues. Now I'm going to look at the objections, okay? Because some people obviously disagree. I'm going to look at the objections. Now, I've got four, four objections. I'm going to speed through them, okay? 
The first objection is that Christians should be peacemakers. We shouldn't seek take sides. We should be peacemakers and instead seek to find reconciliation. Now, of course, this is there's a lot to be said for this objection. If there's common ground between us and, and another person that we disagree with, we should try and find it. As much as possible, we should try and uh, avoid unnecessarily unnecessary conflict, okay? My temperament, I don't actually like conflict, so, you know, I'd, I'd prefer to avoid it as much as possible. So we should avoid unnecessary conflict. And if we can find a way through our differences, we should do that and be reconciled. And certainly, I'm sure many of us have had examples in life where we've managed to there's been me against another person and we find a way through it and we're now we're friends again and great. That is great. But on some issues there isn't uh there isn't like a middle ground that we can find, sort of a middle reconciled ground that we can take. So again, just take our examples that we've considered, take any of them. Slavery. Um, Wilberforce said, no, there's not sort of like a a middle ground here. We want to abolish it. We want to get rid of it. The the Nazis. Okay, do do we want to find a position where Bonhoeffer could reconcile himself to, to the Nazis and avoid conflict? That would have been great, but it didn't work. Okay, the policies of, of appeasement didn't work. So, in some cases, there there isn't really a middle ground, and there's this. Uh, we'll take take the example of this week in um, Oxford. Example of this week in Oxford, where. This woman, Kathleen Stock, was uh, speaking at the Oxford Union and even to allow her to speak about the issues of trans women in uh, women's spaces, even allowing her to speak was to take a side. Okay? A lot of the debate was actually about free speech. Are you for her being able to speak, even if you disagree with her? Or do you think she should be silenced because her views are hateful or discriminatory? So in this issue, to even allow her to speak is to take a side. I personally think that, uh, although there's going to be some issues on which Kathleen Stott and I disagree, for example, she's not Christian, so clearly we're going to disagree on a few things. I do think that um, people I disagree with should be allowed to put forward their views. So in a sense, I would um, be taken aside simply by saying this person should be allowed to present their views um, irrespective of whether or not I agree. Uh, and I think on that issue of, of trans women in women's changing rooms and prisons, I just think it's things obvious to me that it's a sensible thing to at least have the discussion, all right? No matter what conclusion you come to, it seems to be a good idea to at least have the discussion. So in a sense, I've taken a side there. I think that's a, a good thing to do. And there's this classic 
uh, little line. It gets attributed to different people, right? So you'll see it come up on Instagram and someone will attribute it to one person, someone will attribute it to another. But it's this, this idea to not speak is to speak. And to not act is to act. To not speak is to speak and to not act is to act. And the basic idea is if we stay back and don't involve ourselves in issues which are important, okay? I'm not talking about like little silly issues. I'm talking about serious issues. If we fail to act or speak, then in a sense we have acted. Our silence is action. And arguably if we fail to speak or fail to act, then we're failing to protect people, okay? In the case of the abortion debate, if you're pro-life, it's clear you're feeling to protect the unborn. In the case of the trans debate on the issue of minors medically transitioning, okay, feel to act, feeling to protect those children. And in the case of trans women in women's spaces, there's a, if you feel to act, there's a failure to protect those uh, women, those women's spaces, and there's no peace if bad things are happening, okay? If, if people's lives are being damaged, there's no peace there. And sometimes you have to act in order to make peace. You've got to act in order to make peace. And again, I'm talking about nonviolent action here. Nonviolent uh, speech, nonviolent action. So that's the first one. First objection is Christians shouldn't take sides on controversial cultural issues, bit of a mouthful. Because uh, they should be peacemakers and they should seek reconciliation. My response, yes, make peace, seek reconciliation. But sometimes you need to act and indeed engage in nonviolent conflict in order to get peace. Okay? In order to protect uh, people. That's the first one. second one's a bit shorter. It's sort of linked to the first one. It's that you shouldn't take sides because Christians should avoid tribal thinking. They should avoid tribal thinking and instead they should try and think in a nuanced manner. And I think, there's again, there's a lot of uh, sense to this. If there's two sides and both sides really, you know, dig in, it's it's so easy just to you know think oh those guys over there everything they think is stupid <laughs> you know uh, that's very easy and it can't sort of help good critical thoughtful engagement with the issues absolutely but I think this is simply something that you need to be aware of and work your way around. It's not an excuse not to engage and take sides. So take the four men we considered, Bonhoeffer, Solzhenitsyn. You know, Bonhoeffer's not sitting back and thinking, well, you know, if I take sides against these Nazis, I might be being tribal and my theology might not be as nuanced. I might not be able to think as clearly. Of course, he's not doing that, okay? Of course, he's not doing that. Uh, He's not saying, I'll be better in a theology seminar if I don't take sides against the the Nazis. He's engaging, and I think it's just, my response to this objection is just, this is a challenge to all of us. When 
there are issues that call for action. We've got to act non-violently. But we gotta we gotta do it as well as we can. There are there are good ways to act and there are bad ways to act. Okay? There'll be people who maybe might take my side in an issue and I don't think they've acted well. Alright? Because I'm imperfect, I might not act well sometimes and I need to realize that uh I made a made a mistake and learn from it. Okay, there are good ways to act and there are bad ways to act. And when we're, if we're taking sides on an issue like Bonhoeffer, Solzhenitsyn, MLK and Wilberforce did, we just got to challenge ourselves. Okay, how can I make sure I'm, I'm thinking clearly and I'm listening to objections? Okay, and that's part of what I'm doing here by putting out the objections. Number three, the winsome approach. The winsome approach. Now, this has got quite a lot of debate recently. There's been some articles floating around. And a winsome approach to cultural engagement is where you minimize offense in order to maximize the reach of the gospel. You minimize offense in order to maximize the reach of the gospel. So if I was taking a winsome approach, I would try to avoid arguably engaging, taking sides in controversial issues so that people in the wider world don't get offended by what I say and therefore I have a better platform to explain the gospel to them. You won't be surprised that my response is to go back to the four fellas, all right? Right back to Bonhoeffer, Solzhenitsyn, Wilberforce and MLK, okay? These chaps did not sit back and say, if I do this, some people will be offended and therefore won't be as as receptive to the Christian message. Okay? It didn't do that. And I think that's right. I mean, I know the Bonhoeffer example is an extreme example. And I'm, to be clear, I'm, I'm not suggesting that the issues that I've presented are in the camp of what Bonhoeffer was dealing with. Okay? His is an extreme example. But to stick with the extreme example, Bonhoeffer is not sitting there saying, you know, if if, if we come out and, and tell Hitler that his policies are evil, then our evangelistic mission to Hitler and his mates may not be as successful. Okay, they're not they're not thinking that. They're thinking, no, we gotta stop this evil ASAP. Okay. And I tend to think if someone's doing wrong, then part of their confrontation with the gospel is a confrontation with the fact that they're doing wrong. Okay, Christ says to us, go and sin no more. To tell us that we're sinning is is offensive. And obviously there's a way to do it. All right, there's a way to do it. But it is offensive. And here's here's something about it. The gospel is offensive to me. Not just to people out there. It's offensive to me. Because it looks at me and it says, you go and sin no more. There's things about you, about me, about everybody, absolutely everybody, where we need to change and adjust. Okay, So it is just offensive. But the Christian view is that it's good news. There's something about that confrontation with our own imperfection our own fallenness 
which is bound up in hope. Leave that one there. So that's three, okay. Let's summarize briefly. Number one, we shouldn't take sides because we should be peacemakers, seek reconciliation. Number two, we shouldn't take sides because we should avoid tribal thinking. Number three, we shouldn't take sides because we should take the winsome approach. Just say I'm all for being winsome. But part of the Christian message is just offensive. And again, offensive to me. Okay? Before it's offensive to anyone else, it's offensive to me. Number four then. We shouldn't take sides because some people we disagree with are taking that side. Okay? We shouldn't take side because some people we disagree with are taking that side. So say, take the trans issue. Kathleen Stock is a gender-critical feminist and they're they're really fighting the good fight on this. And But a lot of them hold very different views from orthodox, traditional Christians like like myself. But, I mean, my view is just build alliances. Build alliances. We can be open with other people about where we agree, where we disagree, but where we agree, let's work together. And as I said, some people can take a side well. Some people can take it badly. Some people can act well. Some people can act badly. Some people can speak well. Some people can speak badly. And there may be people on our side on abortion or on trans who are speaking badly, but the fact that some speak badly does not mean that we should stay silent. The fact that some act badly does not mean that we should not act. I heard a church leader at one point say that we shouldn't take sides, we should be peacemakers, and we should let the gender-critical feminists do uh, the fighting if you like, on some of these issues, the, the sort of the J.K. Rowling's, uh, we can st- sort of stay back and be peacemakers. But I thought, wouldn't it be much better to be courageous and, and, and help people who are different from us? If there are gender-critical feminists wanting to have discussions that we think there's space for a discussion about, so to take the the medical transition of minors, okay, whatever your view is or whatever your conclusion you come to on these transgender issues, a very modest view is that there should be a lot more discussion and research done before children go through operations that permanently alter their bodies, okay? There's a really modest position there should be a lot more research done before children and a considerable amount of children go through these operations which permanently alter their bodies. Now, if there's other people who you know, might disagree with on some other issues are putting forward that view, which I, did, I, I agree with, that there should be more research done before children. Okay? Children before they go through these life-altering operations, then we should we should work with them and say, look, on the, these issues, we're on the same side, okay? We both want more research on this stuff. We want to put the brakes on children going through these operations um, before we can really figure out 
all the pros and cons. All right, so that's the four of them. That's a four. So I take the view that we should engage with cultural issues, okay? We should take, we and when necessary, we should take sides, okay? It's not always necessary to take sides, but if if it's necessary, then we should take sides and consider again Solzhenitsyn, MLK, Bonhoeffer, and Wilberforce all took sides. We all agree that was the right thing to do. We should think carefully about it, okay? And part of what I'm trying to do on this podcast is is think carefully, force myself to think carefully by considering objections, bring on guests who might challenge my views. Uh, when there's no middle ground in these issues, we should take a side. Okay. So on, on the issue of or the medical transition of children, I'm happy to take the side that says, guys, let's put the brakes on this and let's let's really do the research have some serious lengthy discussions before we have loads of children going through these operations i'm on that side okay and i think given the precedent of these four thinkers that's the right thing to do and finally and finally i take the view that this moment offers an enormous opportunity for mission okay because some people say don't take sides because they'll put people off christianity I say nonsense, nonsense, okay? Because I think there's a lot of people who are seeing what's going on in culture and they're thinking to themselves, hold on, this, some of this is not right and they're considering the answers that are being offered to the big questions of life, big questions about identity, meaning, purpose, and they're thinking the culture is not offering good answers to these questions. And that's where the Christian can go, hello, We've been thinking about these questions for a long, long time, and we've got amazing resources. Come and join the party. The water is warm, right? Come over here, uh, check out Christianity, and I just think it's just obvious, right? You don't have to. Need, you don't need like a big evangelistic strategy. It's just obvious that if the culture isn't offering good answers to these sort of questions. And Christianity has a really long history of thinking very carefully and offering wonderful answers, whether in a more rationalistic way, through some of the great thinkers, Aquinas, Augustine, Calvin, Bart, or through stories. And we go back to the classics, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. And of course, there's many others. The Christian tradition has good answers to these questions. And it's an amazing opportunity for mission. Okay, but you've got to be willing to put yourself on the line when it matters. And let me say again, you've got to think very carefully. And you've got to do the work because you, you can't act badly. You can't speak badly. But if you do the work, you think about the objections, you read the books, you listen to people you disagree with, and you think, look, I still think this is a serious issue and I need to say something or do something then at times you will have to, non-violently. That's it for today. I am Luke. This is Creed and Culture. Do like, do subscribe, whatever your platform tells you to do, because I, I love putting this together and want to keep getting out there, 
try and uh, keep the conversation going. So thank you for joining and see you next time.